A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I know that you don't open up easily, that your trust is a gift to be handled with care and that your friends and your family are your whole world. When you're in, you're in. So thank you for that gift, for letting me be the friend to you that you are to me, for being a rock and a light in my life. Welcome to Love Letter to My Friend, the podcast where friends write and share letters of love and thanks with each other. Hosted by me, Lisa Smazarski, And her friend, Alex Walker. We have come to the last episode of the first series of Love Letter to My Friend. And what an emotional series it has been. Oh my God. I don't think, I really, I would have called myself a non-crier before we started doing this. And categorically, I am now officially a crier. I'm like, I'm crying at everything. It's unleashed some emotions in me that uh, have been lying dormant for years, I think. It's funny because when we did the first episode, obviously... I wrote to you. You did. And so inevitably I knew that would we'd both care. Yeah. Yeah. What I really was surprised about was how much I cared about other people's friendships. You know, you think, oh, why why would I care about XYZ? But actually you did and you found, I've always found something in their friendship that I can really relate to, something in their friendship that I really admire and think, oh, I might take a bit of that for my own friendship and, and just... It's been really heartwarming to think, oh, mm. I'm so glad so many people have lovely friends, which sounds vaguely patronising. And I don't mean it to because that it is actually genuine. No, it's a really good point. It's, it's a really good point because I think, I mean, actually, so often we've sat just grinning at people talking about their friendships. And actually, it's what, you know, it's someone else's nice out shouldn't necessarily be that interesting and captivating. But I think so often we left with a sense of like, really who they were and how they interacted with each other and why they were such a brilliant friend. And really, I think quite often we wanted to be part of their gang. <laughs> it was like just <laughs> so heartwarming. Yeah. yeah. Collecting friends through the series, even if they, they didn't really want us or need us. <laughs> yeah, I think also I've been really overwhelmed by how generous people have been, being mm. really honest and vulnerable. And I think every person who's been on the series has been surprised at how open they've allowed themselves to be and they've gone away feeling like they've been through 
oh, quite a therapy session. I know it's exhausting in some ways, isn't it? Yeah. You know, because you're sort of dealing with these emotions, but everyone has got in touch afterwards to say what an amazing experience it was. And, you know, actually I've been chatting to other people who said, well, they've written a friend as a consequence of that because, you know, it, you're sort of dealing with these raw, very visceral emotions. It, it's something that we don't do on a day-to-day basis. Unless you're, it's imposed upon you, something happens, that's usually a sad thing where you sort of have to deal with that. But yeah, doing it through the lens of positivity. I mean, someone did say to me that it was also a little bit like being at your own funeral. You were hearing (laughs) all the nice things that people would say about you, but they wait till you're gone to say them. And I thought that was quite interesting because actually that, that shows how reserved we are with our feelings that it takes something so huge. And how sad is that? I know that's really depressing, isn't it? Yeah. I think I did feel like um, when I wrote my letter to you and you promised me one in return, (laughs) you never actually um, appear, but I was wrong. I doubted you. You were definitely right to think that. If I could have got out of it, I would have, but it felt a bit wrong that everyone had been so vulnerable (laughs) and I was the one person sitting there like, I've not been through this. So yeah, you've you've been able to empathise in a way that I haven't, I suspect. So it's my turn today and I could almost lay money on the fact that you are dreading every second of what's about to come. I am. I have to admit, I have had such a chaotic day um haven't really thought about it until just right now (laughs) sweaty um (laughs) okay oh god i've got nervous now as well all right i'm not looking at you i'm going in i'm going in go on some dear alex my friend where to start what a journey we've been on together We've talked a lot about how our friendship began in this podcast. The passage of time from my interviewing you for a job at Stylist, the whistles, dresses and Reese heels that define those early years before we graduated to ankle revealing jeans, soft play in ball pits and crisis talks over dinner as we navigated adult life for a decade of marriage, babies and becoming working parents together. We've talked about my love and respect for you at work. Someone who spills over with ideas can combine pragmatism and inspiration and as a person who always inspires the best in everyone, especially in me. You have taught me to think differently, to be a better writer and editor and to keep a level and calm head. You, the person who inspired me to make a podcast with them despite the fact that you had given birth days before we recorded our first episode moved house with four kids in tow mid-series and is now buried under boxes with a baby in a sling whilst I read to you you have one of the strongest work ethics I know and you inspire me to be the best I can be too But I don't want to take this chance to reflect on how our friendship came to be, but instead on the incredible woman I see when I look at you, about the truly great friend you are. And yes, I know around this point you're begging for a hole to swallow you up and eat you alive, but you can't escape the nice words this time. In so many ways, we are the same person. We deflect true emotion with humour, share our innermost thoughts with a sarcastic comment or a glib payoff, and make light of that which truly gets us down. We are always the strong one in our groups of friends or at work, the person you can pile high with to-do lists and others' troubles. So it's perhaps a surprise that you're also the person who taught me how to be vulnerable. You taught me that showing my emotions wasn't a sign of weakness, that people might be interested in the authentic me, 
When I needed support, when I needed to talk and talk and cry and talk, you created a truly non-judgmental space where I could show you glimpses of the real me, the sadness, the stress, the imperfection, the tears. You didn't talk. You didn't try and fix it. You just kept checking in and listened. You were one of the few people I felt really understood where I was. And day in, day out, there you were. A message, a glance, an icy Diet Coke or a just a, I'm here. And somehow you did all that without ever making me feel a bit pitied or, you know, a bit othered. We'd dance between sadness and laughter, dark and light. And I think that probably defines the path we've walked ever since. Our conversations jump from relationships to work, from piss-taking to practical advice, hilarity to tragedy. We have regularly covered the breadth of human experience over a pot of tea, for me, and a complicated coffee, for you, in gales before most people have even had breakfast. Anyone lucky enough to call you a friend will vouch for your generosity too, and I mean that in every sense of the world. I have watched you stay up till midnight making birthday cakes for friends, family and colleagues' birthdays. I've watched you lay on feasts for your friends for all their favourite foods despite juggling three kids on your own for a weekend. I've seen you detour to my house to go to my kids' lockdown lemonade stand to buy all their creations because they didn't have any customers. I've seen you spend hours just being there on the end of a phone for a friend in need, often at the cost of your own needs without complaint. And you are always, simply always, the first person to offer a helping hand. Being on the receiving end of that generosity, on the end of that care and support, makes you feel about as loved as a friend can be. Now, one of the things I adore about you is that you're probably the most modest woman I have ever met. Ever. Really ever. If I was to take your word for it, I'd see an ogre in a hoodie with one piece of string for a hair. A blank CV bar a stint wearing character shoes at acting school and a fleeting appearance as an extra on Emmerdale. With nothing much to offer on a night out because you'd be tucked up in bed at nine or trying to make a discreet exit to watch friends and shout pivot or repeat. You have me in absolute stitches with your self-deprecating stories. From your maverick times working in Betty's tea rooms where you were nicknamed the cowboy because you would defy the rules of the angle of the teaspoon to the time you walked into the cafe mortified because your daughter had accidentally pushed you over in the playground and you were left waggling around on the floor like an upturned woodlouse. You are so unassuming, modest, the polar opposite of entitled, which is just as well because if you weren't, you'd be terrifying because you are one of the most brilliant, competent and beautiful inside and out people I know. You are genuinely laugh out loud funny, curious, have a sparkling mind and are smart, wise and caring. Sure, you're absolutely appalling at anything technological, but you can't have it all. I will be forever grateful that you tolerate my crap taste in having fun and even better, humour me by joining in. Despite our many similarities, we also have some major differences. My love of a large rosé versus your penchant for a sparkling water. My midnight WhatsApps to your 6am responses. My craving for experiences that you consider naff. Let's list magic, circuses, escape rooms and general force fun. Versus your love of, well, you know, not making a tear out of yourself. Despite these things being at the bottom of your to-do list, your kindness and generosity stretches to being my wingwoman. And we have spent so many nights out together that have led to some of my favourite memories. 
From the immersive spider that saw you being trapped in a cocoon whilst eating a dessert from a can, to performance dancing in boiler suits at a festival silent disco. Those nights have been just pure joy and laughter, which pretty much sums up our friendship. And you'll be delighted to know I found a human Monopoly game for us to play soon. I feel like I can't write to you without acknowledging what an incredible mother I have watched you become. With seven kids between us, raising our babies and children whilst navigating work and general life has been part of the glue that binds us. Where I started with one, you swiftly followed and followed and followed, and it's clear you found your absolute calling. You are a truly brilliant, fun, attentive mum. Never smug, always real, and just so bloody good at it. I so often think how lucky your kids are to have a mother like you. You inspire me as a parent all the time, and parenting life has been made so much better for having you in it alongside me. Grim swimming pools, trampoline parks, freezing park trips, tantrums, and all. Alex, with you, I feel seen. I think that's something we've both learnt through this podcast, isn't it? That's what real friendship does. But truthfully, you always know how I'm feeling. You can read my mood and my energy like nobody else. You hear the stretch in my voice or see through that I'm fine lies. Your care is a gift I'll be forever grateful for. Your jokes and bants, the piss-taking, sarcastic comments and general acerbic take on life is the absolute icing on the cake. An hour with you is always revitalising. Be that on Zoom, at work, over dinner or just strolling around the streets in lockdown. I always feel lighter having laughed, vented and plotted an amazing new business plan with you. I can't think of a single time when I haven't walked away from you with a spring in my step. I know that you don't open up easily, that your trust is a gift to be handled with care and that your friends and your family are your whole world. When you're in, you're in. So thank you for that gift, for letting me be the friend to you that you are to me, for being a rock and a light in my life. Thank you for being my friend. Love your friend, Lisa. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, oh man. <laughs> You've caught me at an already very emotional moment. My children are all starting a new school this week. <laughs> I'm already really wobbly. <laughs> You've just wobbled me further. Oh God! Thank it's fun, you. isn't it? Right? <laughs> All those emotions. If anybody could see, if this was not a podcast, rather a video, they'd see a very red, blotchy <laughs> <laughs> That was really lovely. I'm surprised you found that many things to say about me when um, <laughs> here we go here goes the self-deprecation oh, I'm, I'm, having listened I'm trying to stop it um <laughs> I, I'm actually trying to every single thing that would be my default response to something like that you kind of already flagged so I feel stuck. <laughs> I can't do my usual sarcasm I think it is the trouble isn't it you're you're so seen that actually you're like oh god I'm just god it's such a walking cliche <laughs> I've got nowhere to hide no but Thank you. That was lovely. Oh, thank you. I mean, the thing is, I had lots more to say, but I'd already gone on for quite a long time. But it's amazing. It's amazing when you get going and you think, God, I've just got so much to say about this person. I could, you know, it's because actually it's not just how they are to you as a friend. It's how you see them move through life. And, you know, I I, I added the bit about you becoming a mother because I was like I just see that's such a big part of who you are it does you know it adds another dimension and how you respond to the world because of it and I think that's really interesting as well it's it's funny because I think I put in your letter something that I remember you telling me about how you parent which is that you always try and find the magic in things and it's something like you say that about me but it's something that I think of when I'm you know, when I'm having one of those days where I'm like, oh, God, these kids are driving me mad, which is most days. But that I think, oh, if I just find the magic, and you can, in, in, you know, in most moments, and the kids respond to it. deep, and, you? Yeah. yeah. I dig deep. Um, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's that. I, I've taken so much from you in terms of my parenting as well. And it's funny what started out as a work friendship has moved so far away from mm. that but yet we still during most conversations will dip back in really quickly but then we go straight back to really big things like parenting and relationships yeah. and you know sad things I was trying to work out how you define that because I, I I think that's probably true of any friends that move at a thousand miles an hour yeah. which is what we do but our conversations yeah. are probably very erratic to an outsider <laughs> because <laughs> really do bounce around and often it'll be like oh yeah so that reminds me of a work thing and then when you're back into the chat you were having five minutes ago I mean it's you know maybe that's just parents you have to be so skilled at um you know keeping your train of thought I think in some ways I can feel a bit like we therapize each other like we have these hours or so and we'll cover the whole spectrum of what's been happening to us or what we're thinking about like it does it just lifts you when you it does I think our lives have kind of moved in tandem so we've both experienced really similar things you're experiencing them slightly 
um, ahead of me. So you feel like, you know, you're that conductor above that's the trailblazer. Massive, massive corner coming up. Get ready. Um, <laughs> you've kind of given me a heads up. I have felt along the way, whether or not it's work or kids or marriage, uh, whatever it might be, there's a head, you know, of heads up of what little bumps that are coming up. And I've found that so helpful um, over the last 10 years. And I feel very glad that I might have helped you. I guess at times as well. And I think we really have. Yeah. I just feel really glad have. that we've got each other as friends, that we've done this idea that we had mid lockdown, this funny idea, one of those text message conversations that we have all the time, which is, what if we did this? What if we did this? Well, we actually <laughs> did do this. And yeah, we did. It worked. I, I think, you know, having listened to, God, so many brilliant women talk so brilliantly about their friends and you know I remember episode three with Anna Whitehouse and her friend Nat and she just wrote the most powerful letter about Nat had seen her when she was at her darkest and had the bravery really to stop and say are you really okay and you know what Mm. followed was the revelation that she was far from okay and then she continued to stand by her and I just was so moved by that and then I've seen you know when we we heard from Terry White um talking to her friend Phil who was there for her during her breakdown and how he supported her just unquestionably and what that meant and still means to her and how he's almost become family to her I think being privy to those conversations and those relationships is just really special and also it's really nice for this platform to have given those conversations some space I think so I think Mm. the idea from mid lockdown kind of made sense it was different to what I expected you know it played out differently those conversations played out differently and I was really struck I think your um reference to Anna Whitehouse's episode that made me think about it but So much about friendship is about non-judgment. It's about safe space. And actually, it's about seeing where someone is in the world. It is about support. And the thing is, you know, so often we think about friends as someone to go out with, someone to have fun with. And they are all of those things, but they're real friends, the ones that carry us through life. You know, people say you can't choose your family, but you do choose your friends and they become family in turn. I just feel that so strongly through this series because you know the majority of the conversations we had those people wouldn't be getting on in life without their friends by their side you know they they have propped them up and we all need that and I think particularly in lockdown when this was born when this idea was Mm -hmm. born when we were so desperately missing that part of our life and you know could have been people were living on their own or just with their family units or you know miles away from their loved ones and actually the whole that is left if your friends aren't there is as Nova shared with us you know it's just immense and I think it's made me think really differently about all my friendships actually it's really challenged me to think about that because I do think you have different roles don't you in your friendship groups you know you obviously do have more friends you go out and socialize or friends you might sit down with to get into the nitty-gritty but those real friends are your support they keep you up I don't know if if you've done the same but I have found myself as somebody who's not an overly gushy person 
just send slightly gushier birthday messages yeah. or whatever to people and they've really responded and we've ended up having these really lovely slightly more candid you know what we think of each other chats and actually it's been really nice and you know god if if nova's amazingly powerful letter taught us anything it is that you know tell people tell your friends mm. whenever you can tell them every day what you think about them and how much you love them just tell them every single day you know not just when drunken birthdays in a club which you know we all feel a little bit dubious about these days just tell them what they mean and I think it's like anything you the more you do it the more natural it is people don't tell their friends how they feel we tell our romantic partners all the time well maybe not all the time (laughs) but we tell our romantic partners especially in the early stages how (laughs) we feel about them no, we do, in romantic love, you often express how you feel. You're looking for reciprocation, aren't you? Friends demonstrate their relationship in lots of other ways. And it does mean it becomes less verbal. We just mm. don't say it as much. But, you know, some people are really good at it. That doesn't apply to everyone. I mean, again, I speak on behalf of the emotionally stunted. But once you've read a letter like this or written a letter like this, that opens the door, doesn't it? To have that conversation and say, I'm proud of you, to say, I love you. Which again, I do also know that if I was to say that to you when we meet up tomorrow. <laughs> that might be a bit much. You'll giggle and run away. I know that. <laughs> um, I saw a, a quote being shared on social media this week and I, I loved it. It said, normalise telling your friends you love them. Tell them a lot. Make it weird. And I thought... <laughs> that's so good that's brilliant because it is a bit weird at times but just do it that's it that's the campaign here it's it's so friends how you feel I mean what what have you taken from the series out like are there things bar the kind of listening to people and sharing the emotions is there anything that people have said that stood out to you I was blown away by Terry's letter to Phil and how she spoke about friends being family sometimes you know your family can't provide what you need and it's really important that you do get that support and she went out and she found it in her friends and I thought how lovely that was and also for me I think as I say when I listened to Anna and Nat and I saw um that actually you don't have to be that close to somebody to spot when that person might need a mm. friend. As you said in your letter, I do have a close, really tight-knit group of friends, but I have found myself over the last years just not necessarily needing to feel super close before I can say to somebody, mm. oh, that person doesn't see in themselves. And, you know, there's been a few times with colleagues or mums at the school gates where I've sort of pushed myself to ask if that person was okay and inevitably they were not and I think that was really true in Anna and Nats that actually you don't have to be the best of friends at that point to ask somebody and clearly they ended up being brilliant friends as a consequence of that. Yeah definitely all of these things play to me in the same way as Tulsi who actually used the phrase you are my safe space Mm. which I loved, I absolutely loved, because I, I I'm not sure I'd ever thought about friendship 
like that before. And actually, once she'd said that, I could see that in everyone, actually, that they'd created this yeah. non-judgmental, that came up a lot, this non-judgmental space where they could be 100% themselves without mm-hmm. fear, without fear that you were going to be talked about, that, you know, that there was no gossip, there was no kind of, I... I'm going to repeat that to anyone, you know, just completely safe. And I love that. And I just think, actually, you know, the things that you take, you're like, I want that with people. I want them to feel safe with me. And I think a lot of the conversations talked about, I think um, Charlie and Nat talked about that as well, which was uh, they'd never fallen out, that they... You and I have never fallen out. Never fallen out. I can't imagine it actually. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, no, I mean, I just can't imagine it. I really can't. A lot of my closest friends are friends from childhood, so we definitely have fallen out. Yeah, not in a long, long time. And I just can't imagine that happening because safe space, definitely. And I think my closest friends have always just felt like home, as in they just have this feeling that when I'm with them, I'm just sort of at home. I'm, I'm at home. I'm. I don't have any need or want to be anywhere else. Oh, that is nice. So that is nice. such a nice way of summing it up. You've got a way with words, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I'm this tired and pretty. You, you, you should do it for a living. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Family, safety, non-judgment. I think. I think they're the bits that I take with me, and um, which I would want to enhance in all of my friendships and want to just make sure that everyone feels like that and that I feel like that with the people that I choose to share my time with because I think ultimately that's what it's all about and I think the other thing actually that I wanted to mention was this kind of knowing what your friend needs so there's been a few times in these podcasts and in the letters where people have talked about either supporting me when I knew you didn't want to support me like you wanted me to stay with you when I left and traveled or you wanted me to take a certain path and I took a different one and I think supporting at all costs against your own judgment is a really interesting theme that comes up but equally is knowing how to respond to someone when they do reach out to you or they do tell you something and um, I remember Roz and Hannah talking about when Roz was given her diagnosis of breast cancer and Hannah making a very sort of light joke. But then Roz carrying that through the whole of her chemotherapy and all of her treatments. And that joke was that, you know, a bit like celebs, it'll be a thing for a year and then it'll be over. And Hannah had worried a little bit that that was perhaps a bit glib. But actually knowing that's what Roz needed, she did know that, you know, she knew Roz better than, you know, most other people in how to respond. And that really stuck with me as well, because I think, again, there's no homogenization here. Everyone is different and everyone needs different things. And you did that for me, definitely. You knew that I couldn't deal with a big emotional outburst or being pitied or you've done that for me. And you're like, I will take the piss out of you if that's what you require during this period (laughs) even though you're really sad and to others that might look cruel and mean but I know you need this uh, which is actually very very true but it's you know you have to read other people and that's there's a selflessness to friendship in both of those acts it's not Mm. about what you want or how you want to behave or how you would be treated in those situations it's completely empathizing with the other person that has just been a wonderful thing to watch in people. 
And that really sticks with me through this. I agree completely. And like you say, they're all things I hope to carry through in my friendships and resolve to be as good a friend as I can be. Absolutely. I'll be putting that to the test. <laughs> Swinging it forward. And uh, at least I can call you out on it now. <laughs> well, look, that does bring us to the end of this series. Al, thank you for being such a fantastic partner through this absolutely crazy period of time where we had these powerful and interesting conversations it's been a really special period don't forget you actually can listen to any of those episodes again we urge you to listen to people like nova reed terry white charlie brinkhurst cuff rosamund dean everyone has been absolutely superb and there are just true candid honest takes on friendship in very different scenarios but I think you can find a bit of yourself in all of them we will be looking for guests for series two so do dm us on our instagram account and we will be sharing a lot more content on our love letter to my friend instagram account through the forthcoming months and if you've been inspired to write a love letter to your friend and we hope that you do because we're on a mission to reclaim love letters for the most important relationships in our life we want to hear yours hop on over to our love letter to my friend account on instagram and dm us your letters and voice notes and we shall put them in the next series And don't forget, it's not too late to rate and review this podcast because it does help us reach more people. And if you do subscribe, you won't miss the second series when we're back. Thanks so much for listening to series one of Love Letter to My Friends. Yes, thank you. This series was created by hosts and friends Lisa Smazarski and Alex Walker and is an II Studios production. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.